out of Austin, Texas. You're listening to the Unsanctioned Citizen Podcast. Here's your host, Sheila Dean. Hello. Guess what day it is? It's the 100th day of Colin. Yay. All right. So that is what is happening. We're here. We're doing the 100th day of Colin, and uh, I'm hoping to get some some people to come by. It's been an interesting day. I'll tell. I'll give you that. So to kind of follow up some of the uh, little exchanges that I've had since last week, I'm kind of doubling down on some of the things, and I got some backup too. I just want to, want you to know I got some backup. Um. <clears throat> so I went on to Stephen Miller's program and I did some commenting at the very end, Tayland. And he's been pretty good about, you know, allowing me to kind of air certain grievances, grievances about certain electronic social media platforms. And... So when I went on there, I was talking about Twitter and an interaction I had on Twitter, which has turned out to be a pretty good social media product. By and large, it's easy to use. People get to say what they want. and uh, But the problem with that has come from Twitter, was, which I don't think anybody really wanted to have, was that people can they can throw their weight around and say, look at what this person said on Twitter. You should sanction them, fire them, you know, make them pay hell, you know, exclude them, excoriate them. They shouldn't be saying that. But of course they never, I I noticed something about these conversations. They'll attack a person, but they don't go directly to them and say, Hey, you know, maybe, maybe you were out of line. You know, they don't go to that person initially. No, they, they, the, the vanguard is to marshal some sort of narrative in a work group or some sort of boardroom where there's a, you know a cluster of people who you know are obedient and will do whatever they're told and some really loud voice gets up and said this was wrong I didn't like it and then the other ones go okay well what should we do well you should do this because I'm loud and then they're like oh okay you're being loud I better go do it you know and then they all like get out there and said well this was wrong so you have to condemn it and then whether or not it makes any sense or you know whether you know after a while that's kind of where it went you know at the beginning you know you could say hey well you know maybe they kind of screwed up you know maybe that sounds racist ish you know and and you could kind of see where it would, you barely cared because it wasn't like it was just kind of like an outlier thing and I was like oh my god someone got killed in the wild that's so bad uh, but it, it wasn't wasn't like that after a while after a while it was any anything could happen to anyone for any reason and that's what that's what the fallacy of, of the cancel culture really was it became a real live in the wild social media struggle shaming environment that's what it became so um, hey Gregor how you doing? Um, glad to see you. Oh, hey, you want to call in? Do me a quick favor. Can you invite some people? Like, do the do the little man plus icon at the at the bottom and invite some folks, whomever's in your your corollary, if you don't mind. So, how are you? Welcome to the hundredth day of Colin. 
You know, I, I expected more attendance. And it's finally trickling in. Hey, I, I, you know, I'm kind of new to your program. I came in like on day 97. <laughs> um, so, you know, I, uh, I, so now I just invited my entire mediocre staff of knowledge people. Um, so I, which yeah, are going to be great. You know, okay. they're, they're going to be great. If they're anything like you, they're going to be well, great. Well, you've got a taste of Leon. So the other day, so. Well, I mean, it's not like I haven't been in the company of other libertarians before. It's just yeah. Well, you know, some of them are interesting. I've gone to conventions not, and and convention events, so so we're not we're not in wild waters here. Yeah, well, I'm you know I'm getting scolded by the Oregon Libertarian Party this afternoon at four o'clock, so that's going to be fun. Oh, okay. Um, well, you know that's that's what happens in political group. Well, you didn't say it the way I wanted you. Well, to no, say no, no, no. It, it, it's it's actually it's actually a different argument. Um, what, what is it? Is, it might my. my, my 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 supposition is is that we endorsed the Green Party, uh, the Green Pacific Party, Pacific Green Party candidate for Senate. Why? Why well, did this happen? Well, now here's now. Let me be perfectly clear. They were perfectly clear on the on the Oregon Libertarian podcast. They were perfectly clear that they were not endorsing him. Okay. Oh, okay. So it didn't actually happen. They did well. Define that. They they're all they're all about trying to create this coalition called. Uh, parties for peace that they apparently had some activity a couple of years ago and my my supposition is that if you're going to bring them into the fold and try to work with them you are endorsing them whether you like it or not well I don't so, know that that's you know and that's an argument I haven't heard before that that really isn't a new new perspective I haven't really heard before oh hey well, Leon the, showed the up communists, the communists were endorsed by the Nazi party well, that's because um, they were fascists, both of them. They were socialists. Well, no, 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 no. They were well, both I, socialists. They I understand. And, and accurate. And it didn't work out so well for the communists in the end. My point is when you endorse or you work with socialists and, and communists, because mm -hmm. they're both, you know, evil in the same, in very much the same manner. Well, totalitarian, you mean. Yeah, totalitarian in general, mm -hmm. you're playing with a fire that will eventually burn you. And that's that was my argument from the way I stated it. Now, I'll agree mm -hmm. that I was not entirely. I will completely agree. And if they need an apology, I will apologize because I was not completely accurate. I acknowledge that they said they did not endorse them. It's just well, you know, you don't need to apologize. Just issue a correction. Say what you intend to say. Well, I did. But don't but don't don't apologize. You know, I, I don't think an apology is necessary. A, a correction is a, is is adequate. Um, yeah. But you know, I I think you should hold your ground and um, speak on behalf oh. of liberty. And 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 I just wanted to offer a counterpoint, or I don't know, and it, it's something adjacent. It's not even really a counterpoint. Is that I mm -hmm. have been involved in single issue coalitions in the past that have involved some people that were you know, communist affiliated. Now I didn't understand because no one w took the care to kind of, you know, pull me aside from my own, you know, party associations to explain to me, like, listen, I, I realize what you're doing here is to kind of add strength to numbers on this six single issue, you know, camaraderie. You know, I, I understand what you're doing, but here is the cost of, of what it, what it costs to play with this set of folks you yeah. know if you if you if you play in their puddle then you know that you're this is what they want now whether they tell you that at the beginning you know this this is what they want and this is what they do to people who don't conform and of course 
you know, people, you know, I had some, some, you know, affinity and then some not affinity because most of these were, were liberal-ish, okay? And liberal had a very different meaning 10 years ago than it does now. Now liberal does not actually, you know, it's not defined anymore. It's pretty Orwellian for someone to call someone a liberal because liberal, classical liberal, meant that you are for, you know, choosing whichever path you so desire in life. To, to versus kind of, being forced down this line, which is what current modern liberalism is. Yeah, it's neoliberalism, and, and, you, and yeah. You alluded to that in your in your Twitter discussion when you started this in particular cast, and you know, it's it's funny because it's really you know, it's it's old as as time itself. The whole idea that these people on Twitter who are you know kibitching about everything they're kibitching, kibitch, kibitch, kibitching, whatever you want to call it. About everything is, you know, that it's all emotional. They have to feel good about what they say and do. And some of it is anonymity, which I'm personally totally, I'm against anonymity and 100% for privacy, um, which is a fine huh. razor edge that's hard to, well, I, I think people have a right to be in their privacy without question. But I don't think you're if you're if you're saying things you don't necessarily have a right to be anonymous, um, and because I think that's part of the problem with the internet is so many people are anonymous and therefore they think whatever they do has no consequence. Well, I, I think that there will be anonymity uh, in the wild because there is. Oh um, yeah. Okay, so so I have kind of given up a control on that, but uh, allowing kind of seasoning that with quite a bit of salt. And saying, okay, well, that this is a bot, okay. So, mm -hmm. you know, the argument used to be on the internet, you know, you could be a dog, which is an, you know, I would prefer to say this could be a bot, you know. Mm -hmm. They, they, you know, t Twitter was purchased. He purchased a lot of bots, yeah, and did. then he got rid of the rest of the robots working behind the computers that that breathed oxygen and had a brain and. <laughs> Well, so, so there, there was a grand culling of robots <laughs> at Twitter that were unnecessary, um, but but those you know the the commissioning of identity online is is not going to ever not be a, a controversial issue. Um, I think that that requiring online identity for all things to be all things, you know, social media is still a voluntary construct. You know, everybody said, you know, you won't be able to exist unless you're on Facebook. And yet, here I am. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> yet, here I am. I am so vital without Facebook. So, let me let me kind of get back onto the, the train of what we're doing. We're doing something called the question game today. Um, if you have time, I'm going to just invite anyone to call in and take a question. Gregor, would you mind coming up to the speaker column so that we can do the question game? Oh, that sounds like a party. Sure. Okay. All right. I like that. So let's do that first. So I'm going to invite you to speak. And then... Pop up here pretty quick. There you go. Okay. Are. There and you then are. I, we, we've been joined by some of the other speakers that we've talked to in the past. We have Nate and Kevin and Leon, which we were coordinating with on your program pre previously, and then John whom I've never seen before. So welcome to the program. This is my 100th day of Colin. I did 100 days of programming on Colin, and this is the final day, and then I'm going to take two weeks off. And so I've decided to make it a fun day 
and we're doing kind of a, a question game. So here's your question, Gregor. All right, it is on magic. Okay, you found a time machine. You can only go backwards to a moment you've already experienced. When you're there, you can't change anything and can only relive the experience again. You can only use the time machine once. What memory do you choose to relive? Gregor, are you with us? Hello? You, yes, I'm just contemplating because that's the, the unchanging of anything, which given my science fiction background is, of course, understood why you can't change anything. Okay. I mean, I get that because of the unintended consequences, etc. But what would I want to go back and revisit? You have to. You get to relive it. It totally. You get to. Yeah, do I get it to again. relive it. I, I, get, I get to be me now, but have the actual experience of the of, of, of what it is again. Um. I think. How long can I be back for? Um. Just as long as the is the experience. Well, I, I actually, to be honest, I would probably go back to my sojourn in Lesotho, Africa. Um, and the reason for that is is uh, I was there for two years and, as a missionary and I uh, did a lot of really good things but I also made a lot of mistakes. Now your point is I can't change anything and I understand that but part of me is wondering if at my age now if I had a different perspective if those memories would take on different meaning to me because that is that that part of my life really affected me a lot and even if I have to go through the same thing over again even the unpleasant ones if I would not come out of it better for it. I, I think that's a really apt answer you know like I I don't I don't have any challenge to, to that I, I oh want, come on you're supposed to Am I? Am I, I think I have, like, you know, Wasotu sounds like a really interesting place. Can you tell us anything about it? Well, yeah, it's a, a, an African nation down, it borders South Africa and Swaziland. Mm -hmm. uh, it is actually a member of the Brit British Commonwealth. Many, many people think it's part of South Africa. It is not. Um, it's about the size of the state of Maryland. It's populated by a people called the Bantu who... Oh, Bantu people. Yeah, the, the Bantus... Uh, the, uh, became a nation and joined with the British to defeat the Zulu um, during uh, the first Zulu Wars. Um, and like I said, they're a member of the British Commonwealth. They have a king, they have a parliament, um, and they you know, were really big on Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth. Everybody was a big fan. Um, you know, it was my first time being in a British Commonwealth country. And, uh, you know, it was a I, overall, it was a great experience. I was 18 years old. I didn't, <clears throat> I should say, I, you can't, it's not that I didn't speak the language because they have three official languages, English, Bantu, and French. Um, but it was just, as an 18-year-old American kid, I think it was a really great experience overall. But there was some trauma and some things that happened that I would like to, you know, if I could go back and have a better perspective on afterward, you know, at the time or better, or afterwards, it'd be a good thing to, good thing to have. Um, I... You know, the uh, organization I was there working with, we weren't 
the missionary work was very simple. We were there simply to teach people the gospel if they were interested. We didn't do a whole lot of, you know, besides maybe some knocking on doors, we didn't do anything outwardly reaching. It was more like just be there, help people out, build build whatever we could help the villages build, go out and do work wherever. Um, kind of, you know, and if you ask questions, then we would answer kind of thing. And it was, you know, it was a good thing. I made some friends who I recently actually was able to find on the internet again um, because in 1981 to 1983 there wasn't a lot of internet going into Lesotho. Uh, South Africa was still apartheid um, and uh, National African Congress was at war with the uh, uh, regime. Wow. Of, uh, it's a, it was, so it was a historic time. Well, it was a historic time and I, and I, you know, I got a really good perspective on what was going on down there and Reagan had just been elected and I watched how the world what makes it a good perspective well the fact that I experienced what was going on down there um you know South South Africa I had I had a friend we went to Bloemfontein which is a South African city and she couldn't join us for movies Right, we we had brought some friends along from Lesotho, and she couldn't. Everybody wanted to go to the movie. We ever once once a month or so, we'd go to Bloemfontein, which is a very large city, and uh, in South Africa, and you know we'd do stuff. And one time, Jackie came along with us, and the uh, you know decision was to go see a movie. Well, she was black, so she couldn't go into theater. Uh. And for me, it was an interesting discussion because we had nine uh, Americans. Have you noticed that 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 Black people never want to do whiteface. Oh yeah, I'm not, tra- I'm not trying to be crass or anything like that, but no, it just but dawned on me that, that black people true. never want to do whiteface unless you're I, Michael Jackson. I'm sorry, that's not true. <laughs> I can I can personally attest, and you know, God forgive, Darnell forgive me, but my roommate when I went to school in Texas to, before I went to uh, Darnell. Uh, you had a roommate named Darnell. Darnell, who for <laughs> Halloween decided to dress up as a white boy, and so I helped. Him oh, you know, forgive me. Boy. You're right. You're right, and I am totally wrong on this because there was there was an entire movie that was done called White Chicks. Yes, that's right. <laughs> one. I remember that one. Do you one remember too. White yeah. Chicks? I didn't see it because I thought it was too ridiculous, but I do remember the movie. The movie actually was pretty funny. You know, if you have a. a <laughs> Okay, so I got some comments here from the Ginger Ninja as a white boy, and then he's laughing a lot. And let me see. So if you don't mind, Gregor, because you answered your your question pretty adequately, and it was insignificantly, I might add. I'm going to grab Nate and bring him, ask him to come. Can you call in, Nate? Says your roommate sounds hilarious, Darnell. Oh, he was fantastic. We were in Lubbock, Texas for school, and... That was one of the years it snowed in Lubbock. And uh, so I come into the house and he's running around in his shorts, literally his underwear, with the house at 95 degrees. And my mom happened to be with me. I didn't know Darnell was in his underwear. (laughs) And I walk in and I say, Darnell, what are you doing? It's hot in here. Put some clothes on. And my mother started busting up because she just thought it was hilarious that that's something she would tell me when I was a child. So anyway, talking out of school. I'll shut Well, I mean, is he in the queue? Oh, he is. He's in the queue. That's good. All right. Um, I'm going to ask again, vociferously, you know, if to go to the man with a plus and invite more people so that we can hear you 
answer your questions. Okay, Nate, I'm going to draw a card for you. La, 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 I'm drawing a card. How you doing? How's it going? Okay, so you got another magic card. It's uh, magic. If you could wake up tomorrow proficient with one talent, what would it be? Uh, Proficient with one talent. One talent. Oh, that's that's really easy. That's like a super easy one. Okay, this is a fun day. So every one of these questions, I'm thinking of the most shallow base answer that I can (laughs) since this is the 100th day. And I think I recommend everybody take that. So for, even though it wasn't my question, the answer to Gregor's question, and I think, honestly, if you're... You're going to answer Gregor's answer, question, too. I'm going to answer both. I'm going to answer both just because just I can and because I, I have knowledge of the past now, so I can go ahead and answer his question and my question. <laughs> and I think anybody who could go back, if your memory's wiped, and let's just, like, okay... Like, let's shorten the experience down. Like, yeah, I wish I could relive a couple of years of my life. I'm not saying his that's invalid, but I'm just going to go with a short experience. And I think if anybody, if you could remember anything, come on. Like, you're going to have no context if you remember anything else. So I think, like, your best, the best sex that you ever had, I'm going with that. I'm going with that one because... By God, if you can only remember one thing, like one like uh, event, why would you not want to remember that? Unless like or relive the experience. You could. You're literally right. going back to oh, reliving. Experience. Exactly. You're reliving the experience. My God, as long as it hasn't been an awful, awful life of terrible sex, I think that's that would probably be the go-to. Um, so going with going with that one, and then one skill. Come on, to be like. Uh, let's see. Um, oh God, what's his name? I was uh, thinking of like like Warren Buffett level investment smart, because then you could just easily, boom, you're making tons of money, uh, and then then you can do then you can be the next Sam Bankman Freed. You know, you could just. Why would you want to be world. that guy? Because <laughs> he's sarcasm. going to jail, bro. That was sarc. That was sarcasm. He's going to but, um, jail. He's totally rich, well, rich, rich. That's I, you your know, goal. That, that would be your goal. Rich, rich, rich. Right, Nate? Is that what you... Well, I, I'm just saying one skill. Like that would one be, talent. It's, it's a talent. Or one. I'm sorry. Yes, one talent. Because that talent, okay, if you just magically had it, it like then uh, the basically, I'm, I'm just assuming it would come to you with ease. Then, like whatever you're gonna do, it's gonna be, uh, you know. You could easily make a lot of money. The rest of your life is is set. You're good to go. You could take care of all the people around you, because uh, you don't. You're not necessarily going to be like him. You just have that talent. You just have that talent. So then uh, you can, you know, you could just do other things with the rest of your life. I know it's kind of like winning the lottery or whatever. It's kind of a cheat answer, but uh, it's uh, yeah. I think that would be that'd be a good one to just wake up overnight and have like. Or you could say Nancy Pelosi, uh, or Nancy and Paul Pelosi level uh, investment smart, but that's not really that's not really smart. So I think I want to answer the question. Are... I haven't answered this question yet. I, I think I want to answer this question. I would okay. I would have a talent to travel and to cause the, the commission of travel. I would I would be able to travel and, and cause others to travel and to travel. That's what I would do. 
Oh, like you could like oh, you, like you could send them places. Marriage. Yeah, like I, I I could I could commission travel and I could also travel myself. Oh, that would that yeah. that, that would be my talent. I get I could rad. do yeah I, yeah I mean people would that's really, way more creative than mine. Yeah, I, I don't I totally want that. I I want to be that person. But if you're Warren Buffett rich, then you can travel and make everybody else travel as much as you want. So I don't know. Yes, yes I yes. See this man, that that's an intelligent man right there. But I I think I want limits. I I think I just want the the commission of travel, like the be the person, because you have to go through the vector of travel, regardless of how much money you have. You're not always able to travel, you know depending on, on the availability of the commerce. Like, just because you have supply doesn't mean that there is demand, and just because there's demand does not mean that there's supply. You know, there were airports that were clogged during the the, the pandemic, and then people were like, ah, there's canceled flights because weird pandemic stuff. You're staff shortages. Yeah. Regardless. You know, staff regardless. shortages. Yeah. So, like, I could commission travel through through weird means. Like, I would have a talent for trying to get you someplace, whether it be, you know, planes, trains, or automobiles, I'd be able to do it. <laughs> so that, that's the talent I would want. Traveling is one of the best, you know, all of my, a lot of my memories. I mean, my, I went to Europe when I was in high school. I um, stopped off in Great Britain and Scotland on the way home from Africa. And, you know, I, I did some traveling and... It is the best experience in the world. I, you know, my daughter is planning a trip now that's going to be almost, she's going to be gone for almost a year with her main squeeze doing stuff. And, you know, it's, I, I'm so excited for her to be able to go off and do that. Traveling is such an incredibly great learning experience. You mostly learn more about yourself than anything else, but it is one of the best. Okay. So does, uh, does anybody want else on it? Mr. Leon Noble? Would you like to come up here and answer a question? Take a question. So you have the option of answering. Oh, he does. Good. Okay. So I'm going to invite Nate to the speaker column so we can continue to do this. And then I'm going to call Leon and then just unmute your mic. And then I will find a question for you. Now, I think the way this is going is that we're answering each other's questions now. <laughs> okay, so I'm going to pick your question. What would you do question was? Okay, so, oh, no, this one's a personal question. What's the selfless thing you've done that no one knows about? I'm not going to tell you because then someone would know about it. <laughs> and I'm, I'm going to quote myself. The difference between a secret and a conspiracy is that only one person knows a secret. After that, it's always a conspiracy. So that's the only answer you're going to get. What was the okay. second question? Okay, well, that, that's, that's lame, so I have to ask you another question. So food and drink. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> food very, and drink. Very you're awesome. <laughs> that was hilarious. You would not want to say that. So, you know, I think no, 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 no. No, I mean, I just... I, I'm, I'm literally it. coming off of I'm coming off of running for a candidate, and, and this is as simple as it gets. I had the opportunity to go and help somebody who clearly needed medical attention, and the one the, as I'm I, I'm as I'm standing there trying to to get the one guy who who's there with me 
to calm down a little bit, I'm cracking jokes about how I'm running for governor and there's not a newspaper man to be seen. No reporters anywhere after I just saved a man's life. And the reality of it is, is nobody needed to know. So if I'm doing something that is selfless and, and, and nobody knows, it means nobody needs to know. Hmm. Well, if, I mean, it's true. In it, if I'm in it for the, the accolades, it's not selfless anymore. If I'm if I'm telling somebody about it, it ceases to be selfless, and therefore, I don't. I'm not going to tell you. Well, I, uh, I mean, you're free to moralize all you like about about the 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 way well, that not, it it's is. It's not moralizing. That's the definition of selfless. Because once it once you tell somebody about it, you're no longer. It's no longer selfless. It, well, I mean, according according to, to you, according to you, I think that the, the, from a different philosophy, from a, a different philosophical standpoint, the action having taken place in the past would have still retained its selflessness you know rather than losing its selflessness whether or not it is perceived by others now how selfless it actually was you know who's to say i think it will me remain mysterious i'm gonna ask you another question anyway okay so food and drink you're only allowed one type of cocktail the rest of your life which one do you choose? Only one. Do not say old fashioned. <laughs> only, only one for the rest. Of only my life. one for the rest of your human life. Yeah, you're gonna hate me for this. I don't drink alcohol, so the only one that I would drink for the rest of my life would be a Roy Rogers. Okay, that's fine. That's a cherry coke. If for people who don't know what it is. It's fine. That's uh, like the Shirley Temple. <laughs> Shirley Temple is a cherry Seven Up. Yes. There you go. But I don't. I don't like Seven Up or Sprite nearly as much as I like Coke. So. You know what? I watched um, the Pepsi Where's My Jet on Netflix. Did anybody see that? Did no, anybody see Pepsi Where's My Jet? Okay, so this is a truth uh, in advertising. A advertising had... film, or it's actually a limited series on Netflix. Oh, it's about. And it's basic. I know what you're going to say. Oh, it's right. about that guy who sued over the jet. Okay. Yes! Yeah, he collected enough was... points to get the Harrier. The Harriet, the Harriet the aircraft Harrier. Harrier. Oh, it, the Harrier. Was it a Harrier? The jump okay. jet. Harrier. A Harrier jump jet. And I, I so wanted him to get that jet. I really did. I really wanted him to get the jet. And uh, I thought, oh, for sure he's going to get it. He's going to get it because he's... These advertising a-holes are just they're just so stupid. They'll never try anything like this again. But then when it came out in the wash that they had they had so fraudulently uh fraudulated <laughs> these poor Filipinos and then uh they couldn't make good on their weird lotto that they did. That was the best part of the entire program. Sorry I spoiled it for you, but yeah, there were riots in, in, in Manila because Pepsi didn't yeah, make good right. on their lotto. That's you right. didn't ruin it for me. I haven't had Netflix since they put that um, preteen, sexualized preteen girl show on. Oh. Dude. Man, That's they really gross. screwed up with that one. They, sure they screwed did, up yeah. so bad with, God. I, it's like one of those things where it's like, I mean, I'm, hey, I'm all about, like, every people choosing their lifestyle whatever like to each their own are you liberal are you pretty liberal about that date? <laughs> I, 
No, I'm liberal about people choosing their own lifestyle for themselves as adults. Totally fine. Like, it's your life. But that is like, that's crazy. That's crazy. That's crazy. Anyway, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how anyone would defend that one. You you literally can't. I'm going to ask my own. You know what? I haven't pulled a question for myself, so I'm going to ask my own question. Instead of asking everybody else a question. I should have gone first anyways. Okay, entertainment. What's a song lyric that is hypothetically tattoo worthy? Oh no, with all the content and catalog in my brain, why would why wouldn't I want to do this one? All right. Uh, I also need I to know to where you're going to get it. Okay, if I get it. <laughs> It's yes, going to be a David be Bowie yes. song, and it's going to be... Uh, Sound and Vision? No. It's going to be uh, Let's Dance. <laughs> and it would be a wrist tattoo. <laughs> <sighs> I was going to pick Whole Lot of Love. Whole Lot of Love. Uh right uh let's see let me think of in cursive in really bad cursive on uh on your neck like old english (laughs) totally (laughs) like like old english on your neck totally go around sporting that all hey hey everybody yeah Yeah. Uh, so bad you gotta laugh at it leon you could you could answer that one you know, is there a song lyric that w- that you would put on the tattoo and put it somewhere on your bate? Well, maybe not a song lyric. There's a there's a couple of movies. No, it's a song lyric. Ha- it has to be a song, song lyric. lyric. Yeah, but there's just too many songs. I, I went there too, um, but I, I went with David Bowie, which is he's automatically classic no matter what he does. Well, let's let's go with the Beatles with uh, "Live and Let Die." And uh, we could go with we could go with uh, Billy Joel, only the good die young. Hmm. Okay. Um, At least I didn't choose Jolene. All aboard! All aboard for Crazy Train. Yes, all aboard. That's that's it. Because uh, that that's all you anywhere. all you hear. That's right. You can hear it, and you can hear it, dun-dun, 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 dun-dun. And, of course, I'm not going to try to do the I, by, I'm not going to, I'm just not going to do that to you. I'm just not going to do that No, that's that's too shrill. (laughs) Too shrill, and women are not rewarded for shrillness anymore. Just for I carry. Well, no, that's not, that's pitch. That girl has no, like escalatory pitch. No, I wouldn't say it's shrill. shrill. It's shrill. Oh wait, I know, I know. You guys, you guys didn't. Okay, you forgot the best lyric possible. What's that? Forgot the best lyric possible. Okay. Are you sure? Uh, oh, oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. This is you guys. David Bowie's great. Uh, let's see. What were the other ones? Sorry, I just remember Bowie. Uh, all aboard! Um, all aboard! Oh yeah, Ozzy! Yeah, that's great. But uh, WAP! Come on, everybody! Who doesn't want yeah, a Cardi B nope. lyric? Nope. Nope. 
that's nope, nope, timeless. Nope, nope. Timeless. You 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 lost me. It's, you lost me. It starts. It starts. Oh oh wait. It's the first. It's the first uh, lyric of that song. Whores in I, this house. I, I would that's rather I have let it go on my forehead. <laughs> let it go on my forehead. No. <laughs> hey Gregor, you can weigh in on this. You can do this one. You can do my question. What what's a song lyric that is hypothetically tattoo worthy? Oh, Jonathan's Wait, I, here! Yay! Welcome, Jonathan. Um, the search is over. That that was a song that I actually um, sang for my wife uh, before she was my wife, and sort of part part of my uh, ritual for engagement. And we've now had thirty five years of happy marriage, so I still. Oh, so great! Good. I'd like to hear that anybody's been married for 35 years. It just so happens that John's parents exceeded 50 years of marriage before one of them passed away. That's a lot of hard work and, and then good for them. That's, yeah, they were that's both impressive. like counselors, like like mental health professionals, so I think that helped. Congrats on 100. <laughs> well, the secret to a good marriage is the term divorce, never murder, maybe. <laughs> And uh, if you can pull that off with some conviction, then guess what? You know, when you have a choice between either being killed or killing your other spouse, there's a yeah, whole lot of compliments. Yeah, I, uh, that's that's so. It's got a lot of force in it. Uh, there's a lot of people who are quiet quitting their marriages right now, and I don't. I advise against that highly. <laughs> yeah. I think that is, yeah, I think you're right. I think there's some, some all kinds of quiet quitting, like, yeah, marriages, jobs, you know, you name it. They're just kind of melting off into the distance. They're like, yeah, I'm not going to do this. Yeah, I, well, and quite, it's not that I think people quite. should stay in abusive marriages, okay? But um, I just think that before you choose, just make sure when you choose, understand that their divorce just isn't an option. That's, you know, that's the whole point of that saying of divorce, never murder, maybe is that going in, you just choose not to make it an option. If it, you never pick it as an option, you learn Agreed. how to live together. And Agreed. Boy, that's, that's just a, wow. Welcome to the subject change. Good job. Well, let's see. I've never been married, so I've never been divorced. But I, I like like Julian Assange's imprisonment. You know, it's never been made official. <laughs> no, and I'm in oh, it. He's, I'm he's, still in he's it. Married. He's, he's married. He's married. He's married. I'm married. You know, but I'm I'm common law married. Yeah, like you're saying, okay. she never did the ceremony that she had somebody she's committed to for life, and that to me, that's just as valid as anything else. Just well, I, I basically. Ah, I, I think that that's really off the table. It's not something I would think about. Uh, so let's go to Jonathan. Jonathan, do you want me to pull a question for you? It's that we're doing the question game today. Oh, okay. Okay, so I pulled education for you. Who is your favorite author and why? That's a tough one. I know. Isaac Asimov, he was really? very prolific. He, yeah, I mean, well, it's like there are people, there are writers that I love, but like when you say author, I'm like he is a professional author. You know what I mean? Like that is who he, that's what he does for a living. I mean, he died in 1991, so he that's what he did for a living. But his science fiction was uh, 
influential on my way of thinking because I was in my, you know, my development, my vulnerable, formative years, impressionable years uh, during being a teenager. And I read, one of his novels was called The Gods Themselves, and I read a, like his compilation of short stories. And then there's been a couple adaptations. I, Robot was based on one of his books, although they right, mangled the ending. Right, right. Oh, it's, but that's iRobot's a good. This is why I like him. Is why they is the answer to that is why is the same as the answer to why I didn't like the ending of iRobot because that, the ending of the movie with Will Smith, you remember? It's the same as the ending to all that the Matrix and the Terminator and the Blade. Like it's always the same. The AI rises up and 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 takes over the people. But he had an alternate version where they. There was a detective novel series where there was a human and a synthetic, like an android detective. They worked really well together, though. On into right, the foreseeable right. future, they did, they were simpatico and they were not competitive. I mean, they're competitive, but in a healthy way, you know, like, and, and they amplify each other. And that was not the trope at the time. And in his world, because it is kind of one world, the oh, way no. Tolkien's world uh, is one world. What's his name? He left. Hey, Murphy. Uh, I didn't say hi, hi to Jed. Oh, oh yeah, Murphy's Jeff. here. Yeah, I lost a lost one. I was in a room with I think his name is Daniel. Daniel's like really cool person. Um, he's he's done a lot of good talk on the on the call in, so I wanted to say hello to him, but he didn't. He couldn't stay. Ah, sorry, Jonathan. No, just yeah, you got it though. The AI and the people are uh, they don't turn on each other. Imagine that. Hmm. But that's why I hit the ending of iRobot. It took away the thing that was different about <laughs> Asimov. They rewrote the ending where they does turn on the people. It's like, oh, but that's not him. I get that there's a glitch where that happens, and there's like a book of short stories, but one of them has the, the, the one that breaks and turns, like HAL 9000, 2001 A Space Odyssey, same story. But that's not the that's the exception, not the rule in his universe. Hmm. And, and he's got really creative. It's a really descriptive way of writing. Like he makes you feel like you're in the room. The way he describes the room and the people, and everything. It's immersive. Wow. wow that 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 does that's worth studying. Actually, I think that that's really worth studying. There's the a sensation of uh, his writing. The story called Nightfall was voted by the people who write sci-fi the best sci-fi story ever. Of course, he said it wasn't his favorite, but no one thinks of their own work that way. You know, he's like, I like this one, but nobody else does. But Nightfall is really good, and uh, The Dead Past is really good. And the last question is uh, probably the most quoted and tattooed of his <laughs> stories. So that's there's your, really? your lyric. Yeah, your lyric uh, that you were looking for that you tattoo on some people. I saw a tattoo that said, insufficient data for a meaningful answer. Is that something that AI? Data for a meaningful answer. You should put that in your profile. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and okay, I brought so this. We... I brought him up before because we are talking about Westworld season three and some when you were talking about like spying apparatus, the the simulacra, the the surveillance mechanism, the simulacra, the baby formula. Yeah, like. Of, or laundry detergent or politicians or Coca-Cola oh. or whatever. It's 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 all fake. All your choices are fake. Okay, they, everyone, and... everyone, everyone, right now, Coke or Pepsi? Coke or Pepsi? Because <laughs> you are the Coke, Coke or Pepsi guy. 
Yeah, but we all get to feel like we have free free choices. Free free choice, but I, I I tell you right now, okay, Leon, Coke or Pepsi? Coke. Jonathan. R R C Cola. Okay. No, it's, Nate. it's just very different. Nate, but, Coke or Pepsi? Oh, come on. Come on, everybody. Okay. We, we know Gregor, Coke yeah. or Pepsi? Yeah, Pepsi yeah, tastes like syrup. Diet. I can't stand the regular anymore. Which which one? Diet Coke or Pepsi. Diet Coke. D- Diet Coke, okay. Me, Fourth Coke, says all Pepsi. The way. He must be a he must be Gen Z or something. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. He he as as long as he didn't say Zima, I'm fine. Zima is anyone... a soft drink. Uh, honestly, confession is I like the Mountain Dew Kickstarts, the pineapple one. It's like a guilty pleasure. Really, I don't. I can't do anything Mountain Dew because it has. The food coloring additives in it. Okay. Would anyone in the listener column like to jump up here and be asked a crazy question for the 100th day of Colin? Um, We have a Francisco who is here with us. That's a new face. Um, So I have... (laughs) Okay. So uh, we could ask... Fourth. Hi. Um... And he's voted Pepsi. <laughs> That's cool. At least Pepsi got two. Was it Coke or Pepsi? No, I think everybody was Coke except for you, Jonathan. You were RC Cola. So, Francisco, do you want to jump up here and and, and answer a crazy question? If so, I'll bring up... Cool. I'm going to put um, Leon in the speaker column, and then we will take your call. Okay, now everybody can talk. Hello, Francisco. Welcome to the Unsanctioned Citizen. Hiya. Hi. So, your crazy question is, what's something you wish you would have done earlier in life, but feel it's too late now? Thought. Is it really too late? What's something I've done earlier in life? Yeah, what's something you would have done? Like, oh, I wish I would have done that. I should have done that. Oh, right. Well, that's quite hard. Um, probably, I would say, I would say, um, get married. <laughs> get married? You yeah. can still do well, that, right? Yeah, I can still do that, but um, I'm already married as well, so I wish I would have done it earlier in life. Oh, done it sooner. Sooner, yeah. Oh, very cool. Yeah, so, yeah. um... So I, I'm so glad that be... you, you want that because I've been married three times and I could go back and do none of those. <laughs> I'm not saying I that's would, hilarious, but that is go back and hilarious. do none of those. So, as far as your like your desire to be married, was it a timing thing? Was it a location thing? Oh. Uh, <laughs> I would say it's probably a timing thing because um, it was it would be kind of um, uh, you know because you if you want to build a family it's better if you start early so that's probably something I would have done earlier. Okay. If there's anything. <laughs> okay. Okay. Do you have children now? Yeah, I've got a ten-month-old. Oh, very cool. Very cool. Congratulations. 
on your making of the baby. <laughs> Congratulations, <laughs> sir. Thank you. Appreciate that. Yeah. You're a good no, soldier. No, true. Congratulations, it's the sir. Best thing. The best thing. <laughs> the best thing ever. Yeah, really, it's it's great. I have a daughter myself, so uh, yeah, congr- it's just yeah, it's wonderful. So enjoy. So soak up these times, my friend. Cheers. Thank you. Okay. Uh, does anybody else want to answer his que- they all crazy question? They turn into teenagers. Is all the warning I have. <laughs> So, but the, but the, okay, I'm going to ask a general question. Who wants to take it? We've got one, two, three, four, five, six, uh, six callers now, and I could do the toss up here. Let me, let me see here. I'll just. Okay, Gregor, Gregor, it's going to be you. I feel so lucky. Okay, good, good, because it's a crazy question. So, what's something you learned after you should have learned it? Example, like the White House is in Washington, D.C., not Washington State. <laughs> oh, that's... <sighs> Say that again? What is what's... something I have learned... Way after you should have Way learned. after that I should have known before. Yeah. You know, sort of like not sticking your finger in light sockets. You should know that before, right? Um... Something that I thought was real, but then turned out to be false, and I should have known that. Oh, well, it's not like intuitive it. knowledge. It could be just something like like parochial knowledge. Yeah, and, and I'm trying really hard to find because figure something out. Because um, the college was a good idea. I didn't go to college, so no, I never learned that. <laughs> yeah, I regret that. I don't. <laughs> I you know I spent fifteen. Mistake. I spent 15 years at, at Qualcomm Incorporated as a uh, systems analyst, which was what we called our help desk people. And a major portion of my job was telling people, teaching people with BSs and MSs in computer science how to do my job. And I was a high school graduate. Um, so I lost a lot of respect for college. It's like, I don't think it's bad. I just don't think it's important. Yeah, um, you're right. That's uh, I, I stole your answer, but that was my answer. Yeah. But you're right um, not to respect it. Do not respect it. Um, so what would I have thought that something... I think if I had <laughs> learned that I was... And this is a complicated answer coming from you know participation in 12-step programs. But if I had learned in uh, that I was as good a person as I am when I was in high school... I probably would have been a lot better off. Um, I spent a lot of time trying to be pleasing when it wasn't necessary, and I worked really hard at that. So, oh, that's an excellent, excellent thing to say, and I'll tell you why. Because people aren't commissioned here by other people; they're commissioned by their maker to do something specific and unique. This is my personal belief. I'm sharing it with you. I'm sharing it with the room, sharing it with the world. That it, you're here, you're commissioned to be here to do something unique because it's you. Like, there's something about your internal navigation, the thing that drives you to do the things that you do, that is unique and singular. And so it's important that you do. Gandhi said, you know, whatever it is you're here to do, it is very important that you go do it. Like that you do it. 
And that's always kind of like stuck with me because a lot of people are busy kind of waiting for validation to do something that they really don't need any validation. It's not required. Uh, it's more comfortable, of course, to have uh, the the backing and the support. Uh, but some of the strongest people that I've ever met in my life are self-validators. People who are artists, people who are strong writers, people who are strong visionaries, they all self-validate. And myself included, I have done some, I'm not going to call myself, you know, like a big visionary, but, you know, I have, I have had to often self-validate. It's harder to self-validate in the face of detractors, though. That's, that's when it gets really hard, and that's when you start looking for outside validation, like, did I get this right, you know? You have a certain thing that you know it's not wrong or right, it's just you that you're doing, you know, and it's it's it might be different or novel or never have been done before, uh, and then people will treat it like it's like it's an alien being invading their space or something. They'll they'll treat it like a like a like a foreign thing that, that must be quashed. Um, but I find that if you just stick with your own personal navigation that that you can just ride that out and if you can ride that out then you're going to be okay and you might even be celebrated for it down the line so I'll just leave you with that thought all true very well said oh thank you thank you I, I appreciate that sometimes I sometimes I arrive at these insights all by myself Sometimes it takes being bludgeoned by lots of experience. The follow, the last one, that that was bludgeoned by experience. That's you're lucky. You're lucky. Okay, I'm gonna pick uh, one out of the bunch. Oh, Francisco, you're getting another question. All right. All right. Entertainment. What musical artist is playing in heaven and what's playing in hell? Wow. Whether or not you believe in that. Not... <laughs> no, no, I, I do believe in but I, I do know someone who's probably played in both. Oh, okay. That's going to be interesting. Go. Right. So back in the 70s, there's this rock and roll um, superstar icon called Ronnie James Dio. I don't know if you've heard of Oh, Dio! About yeah, Dio. So basically... His song is kind of uh, being attached with like the satanic because of his um, his hand signal, which is pretty much a, a horn signal. Oh yeah, that's and, that's a metal a like, metal staple now. <laughs> yeah, well, well, actually, um, but if you, it, it's not necessarily things satanic because it's he's got a good explanation about why he's doing it. It's actually. A thing that his grandma used to teach him in order to ward off the evil eye um, in in the Italian culture. But anyway, so um, so so he's like he's got this reputation of kind of um, the the kind of evil with his um, associations with the Black Sabbath um, band as well, but. His lyrics, the lyrics in his songs were actually quite biblical in a sense. It's almost like him affirming 
the biblical themes. You know, if you hear songs, um, songs like the Holy Diver, for example, this is a song about this um, preacher or kind of rabbi, for example, if you may, that goes all the way down to hell to help save people, in a sense. And it, it's, I think, I think, if it was that Dio is to be judged by God, it's probably going to be um, going to heaven. But if, but his songs have been used so much by by the undercultures that his songs is probably going to be played in hell as well. So that's why. That's my explanation. Well, that's an extremely nuanced answer. Like, it's a good answer. I, I mm. certainly can't challenge it. Thank you. See here, what artist is playing in heaven, Leon? I I'm, I want to answer this. The one that's playing in heaven is going to be one that everybody is sick of really quick. So I'm going to go with Enya, and then the one that's being played in hell. They're going to play Stairway to Heaven over and over and over, and it's not going to be just. It's not just going to be just Led Zeppelin. It's going to be every color of Stairway to Heaven ever created over and over and over. So that they, they're either going to annoy the crap out of everybody or they're going to explain to them what they did wrong. Over and over, over and, and over. over again. It's just like we're, we're just going to get a complete loop. And if that doesn't work, it'll be let it go. Um... Okay, what musical artist is going to be playing in heaven? I think it's going to be some Christmas outfit. It's going to be the Siberian Orchestra. Manha the, what is it? The Trans-Siberian Trans Orchestra? Oh, or Man gonna be playing... Manhattan Transfer? Yeah, Manhattan Transfer. They're going to be playing that in heaven. And people Wizards are gonna be like Christmas? <laughs> it's going to be Christmas music. At least the light show will be spot on. Right, exactly. You, you may have just and what my will... desire to go. <laughs> I am so not in for Christmas, period. Oh, really... my God, it's coming! Come on! Yeah, it's, my, it's my once a year bang. I have already People been accosted by waited. Mariah Carey this year. year. The lights I'm are done. up. The Christmas trees are up. The Black yeah, well, Friday and... sales are rolling out. Like, but, I didn't wait. Well, you know, my wife is a Christmas fairy. She loves Christmas. She decorates the house and all this stuff. And so I, you know, learned to live with it. It's just, that's not my idea of heaven. I mean, you know, silver bells. No, I'm sorry. That's just going to drive me nuts. Obviously, you've been induced. <laughs> all the little bell-shaped, like, Christmas cookies. Look, it's Liberty. You're like, no, you're not laundering this again. So, uh, okay, and what's playing in hell? I would say what's playing in hell is poorly poorly orchestrated fifth grade band music. <laughs> you have to listen to amateur band players. I'm taking this from... one personally because I was a fifth grade <laughs> band, and that's just mean. How can you say that that... <laughs> Okay, story time. So okay. when, when I was when I was a kid and I was entering fifth grade, we didn't wait till fifth grade. 
to start band. We actually had to do it as like a summer school thing. So you had to take the summer and you had to go to band camp in in for fifth graders, basically. Well, I guess it was fifth grade. We we had music classes, so we were learning how to do things like flutophone and stuff like that. But we had to between fifth and sixth grade when we were going to middle school and band was actually starting. We had to go to to camp, and so we, we took like six weeks to go and learn how to play our instruments. And then when we got into, and it was just section, it was done by section. So the trombones went, and the baritones went, and the trumpets went, and it was that kind of thing. Okay, then, it's been an hour, guys. I'm going to call it. Okay, I'm going to let you finish your statements, uh, Leon. And, and, and as a result, we had some really cool stuff that we could do because we already knew how to play. That makes sense. That makes sense once you become adequate and proficient on an instrument you could actually get better you make when better I moved music. to Oregon they didn't have anything like that and I got to play whatever the hell I wanted when I moved to Oregon I went from baritone and trombone to tuba and eventually ended up in the percussion section and playing piano and jazz band and I now I play over 5,000 instruments I also stayed in Utah baritone. I would have been stuck with one or two baritone is a baby tuba it's it's a smaller tuba. I uh, played it in the drum and bugle corps. You were good. in a bugle corps. I was, yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> that is the proper. Look at all response. the stuff that I'm learning. That is the proper response. You were in a bugle corps. Yes, I didn't know that existed <laughs> either. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, listen, JROTC. I was in the. I was in the. I was myself. Was oh in yeah. Bugle corps. Bugle and drum corps. Makes sense. Yeah, okay. Go to yeah. dci.org. Oh, DCI is awesome. Ah, okay. Yeah, I we did know that it. for four years. I did that. Okay. Let's see here, dci.org. I'll just dot this in the... Uh... Okay, so final remarks. Mr. Mr. Jonathan, anything you want to... Oh, wanna... yeah, congrats on 100 shows. Oh, thank you. Uh, that's all. Nate? Nice, <clears throat> nice to have been... Uh, taking part with everybody, you know, with uh, in this endeavor with everyone. I'll just say oh, that well, Sheila, great you. job, great job for uh, sticking it out, seeing it through. Uh, you deserve a round of applause. I know it's not easy to make time, even though I know it's a labor of love. So, uh, good job, great work. You you oh, did thank great. You. Okay, Gregor. Well, but yeah, I think rapper. Rap music is going to be in hell, and I really appreciate the, <laughs> you know what you've done here. I, it's I, it's calling was a scary thing for me, and you've been one of the people to teach me how to use it and such. So thank you very much for your. Oh, service you're welcome. That's great. That's great. Um, you know, I, I had a pretty good show, and uh, you know, thank you, Kevin and John, for sticking around and listening to us go, <laughs> and. Uh, <laughs> And, and celebrate the 100th day of Colin. I will be back in two weeks on a Saturday, and um, I hope to see you guys around. But uh, you've, been, you've been prizes. Thank you so much, and uh, have a great, great two weeks off, and enjoy your Thanksgiving. Thanks for listening. Before you go, hit the subscribe button. Remember that callers are welcome. Subscribers can access unsanctioned citizen podcast archives at Substack, Automatic, iHeartRadio Podcasts, and call in. 
Please stay in touch. We want to hear from you. Visit SheilaMDean.com.